Now, I want you to notice, just as Moses had the burning bush that was not consumed, we have the burning fireplace where the wood is not consumed. And if you actually were to turn the sound on, you would get the crackling, but I don't need the crackling when I'm trying to record, so I, I turned the sound off. And I kind of have this levity about me today, which I'm finding very intoxicating. <laughs> But I just want to comment on a couple, a couple comments on the, wor- the worship songs. Did you catch the line about furious, the fury of his love? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Could you feel that, the intensity of that? And then when you, when you f- let yourself go there with this fire in the background, oh, my gosh. It looks like Pentecost with fire coming out of the back of my head. Wow, thank you, thank you. John and Linda, I hope you guys can see some of this. You know, he's making all things beautiful. And, and, I, and I had this image of a gemologist who took a rough diamond. And you know what makes the diamond really valuable? Is the image the gemologist sees when he's cutting. And he's cutting and he's taking away pieces and brings out this inner core of the of the diamond and that's the beauty and that's what god's been doing with us he's been he's been it's like this master gemologist hacking away chipping away to the inner beauty that's within us and i just want to encourage you because in the old days and i call them bg before grace in in the old days we would have gone ouch that hurts lord but in the AG, the after grace awakening, it's really about, okay, God, I get it. It doesn't hurt as much because it's a matter of what? Perspective, right? And the last song there, the heavens are roaring with the praise of your glory. Where's the heavens today? In us. Wow! We get to roar with his glory you are the manifestation of his glory on the earth today and i just want you to know that wow i am glad everybody's getting comfortable i'm glad greg hasn't moved an inch because <laughs> he's comfortable where he is and so i just wanted to, to just share those thoughts about it and, and encourage you because i mean you are the gems of his glory and it's just an awesome thing to think about and one of the reasons I wanted you to come a little bit closer today is because I want to kind of dialogue and I want to try to pick it up a little bit on the microphone. But also, the closeness is a little bit of a representation of a more intimate uh, relationship, a more intimate gathering. You know, we can, we can be spread out in our comfort zones, but there's a day coming when our comfort zone is going to be close intimacy because we are all one in Him. And we are united. And in that oneness, of there is this movement coming in that oneness to be more interconnected and real. And I've, you know, I've been sort of listening to some other people the last week, week and a half, and it's like I have this sense of a tsunami building, a tsunami that's going to crash over legalism crash over religion and 
wipe it clean, and the gray slate comes forth. And I'm hearing, I mean, I went back, I started, I'm, I'm quite a ways behind in, in editing for the website of our teachings, but I did three this weekend, two of which were Greg's. And Greg's been talking, and this was late August, early September, and he was talking about the mosaic aspect of our of scripture and, and how God uses the word to modify our perspective. And I'm hearing like Don Keithley now talking about God's modifying perspective. You know, and it's like, it, it's really nice to hear other teachers share what we've been speaking about because it's like, okay, we're all catching the same wave. And so when I go surfing in the spirit, I'm on the same wave as, as many of these others. And, and so I'm encouraged right now. And I want you to be encouraged right now. And, and so what I wanted to start out with is I realized it's been just a little over six years since my AG, my Awakening to Grace experience. And, and I want to make sure, AG, you don't equate with Assemblies of God. It's, it's, it's an Awakening of Grace, okay? And I, and I sat back and, and I've been thinking about that because before the AG, in the BG days, before grace, I saw God as angry, manipulative, trying to maneuver me to places I didn't want to be. And I saw the potential for wrath. I felt judgment. I was mostly discouraged. It was like, can't you beam me up now so I don't have to go through any more kind of days? And in all of that, it was frustration, not much joy. I mean, moments of joy, but not a sense of overwhelming joy. And I looked back in these last six years, and I've seen all of that change. And I sense there's more change on the horizon. But my ex expectations of God, it's no longer judgmental. He's loving. He's kind. He wants the best for me. He wants the best for all of us in this room, the best for all of his creation. He is relationally oriented as opposed to standoffish. In that relational orientation, it's always about, let's look at this. Let's go this way. I really, really want to talk to you, and I enjoy talking to you, as opposed to, let me correct you with the sledgehammer. You know, you get your fingers broken off with the sledgehammer of God and you don't want to relate anymore, right? Anybody, anybody sense that? And so I don't know about for you, but I kind of wanted to get some feedback from you. I mean, it's been six years for me. And even in, and in the, the manifestation of the awareness of it has really accelerated in the last two to three months for me. I can't really explain why, but you remember those early days when we would, we would, Don Keithley would say, he's working from the inside out. And we go, I don't feel a thing. I don't see a thing. I don't see a change. God, if you're working from the inside out, I'm like oblivious to it. And then God reminded me of the Berlin Wall. You remember the Berlin Wall? And you remember when it suddenly felt, I mean, when they suddenly took it, tore it down? 
Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall and suddenly, I mean, there was years in the making. And then suddenly, freedom broke out. And I feel like that's kind of where I am right now. And I'm hoping that's where some of you are. And maybe some of you are even further down that road. But there's that awareness of he's working. I can't put my finger on exactly what. But suddenly, bam. And, and it's just, I feel more free sitting here than, than I have felt in years. But, but I, just, I just wanted to share that sense of, in me, and I'm hoping that there's a sense beginning to build in you, but if not, to even encourage you that when you least expect it, it pops. And that's how lovely he is. That's how gracious he is. That's how kind and gentle he is. He's not forcing change, but he's nurturing change from within. And I just want to encourage you with that, and I want to get your feedback. What what are you guys sensing right now? What are you feeling is going on right now in your lives and in, in the world around you? And anybody that wants to can share. Nobody has to, but... I feel the same way. I mean, for me, it's more, I think I've... I'm sort of coming to the end of doing so much deconstruction. I'm coming to the end of the things I have to do, and I'm just waiting for the kind of revelation. I don't have any fear of what's going to I'm just waiting for the next thing the Holy Spirit has, and whatever it is. You know. and it, it always just keeps to come, but it comes at, it, it can only come as fast as I can take it. Okay? That's kind of like where I'm at. But, um, I'm just waiting for the next thing. Cool. It's, just, it's just revelation. It's not, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. I had an experience a while back with, I don't know, I just call it like an experience with the, with the love of God. I think I might have shared this before. And, and my, I could describe it in one word, it's unbearable, is what it was. And, and I think like now what, what the point is, is, is that as more things get revealed, I think that that experience will become bearable. Yes. But it's going to take, but I've, I'm getting rid of all the stuff that made it unbearable. You know, like, I, I don't know if it was just all the stuff in the past or what. I just had to let that go. And, and, and the, the, the more God's love is revealed, like when you said you were talking about, what was that first one you said? Uh, the furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Or the something. furious love, yeah. yeah. In, in my head, I saw, like when they were singing that song in my head, uh, he was talking about the worship. I saw Jesus surfing on the worship. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So for me, it's just it's it's what's coming next. I mean, my my I guess you could call it theology or whatever. It's just it's it it changes. It's just fine with me because I can't take my theology with me when I die. But I need something right now to kind of hang stuff on. Sure. But if it changes, then go ahead, Holy Spirit. Change it and make it what it needs to be. But I can only take it as fast as I can take it. And the Holy Spirit seems to be gracious that way. Mm-hmm. But there's always the next thing, the yeah. next thing. And it's almost like it's not quite, it's almost like I'm being drawn. Yes. It's not like I'm waiting and I've come to the end and I'm just sitting here and, it, and I'm dry and stuff like that. It's always, there's always something else, something else. Like a movie, you know, it just keeps going. you got the next scene, the next scene, the next scene. 
And, and that's good. Don Keithley is talking about how lately we need to hold our theology loosely because the Holy Spirit is doing things that have never been revealed before. And religion keeps us from holding it loosely. Religion means it forces us to hang on to it tight, and then we don't want to move. We don't want to change. We fear change at that point. We fear that God's leading, you know, that, well, it's not God, that somebody's leading us down the road to destruction. When reality, God has never been about theology per se, but theology is part of how we interpret the relationship that he's brought us into. And so he's helping us sort of loosen our grip in the now so that we can experience even more. Anybody else? I could um, relate to what you were saying or how you saw God before you came to grace. And I used to think I can't, I didn't, I was like, God, how come I can't evangelize anybody? And I wouldn't, well, because it was never, because I saw the the God the way you saw him. But now that we've had a revelation of grace, you can just plant seeds here and there. It's not like I've got to sit you down now and give you the plan of salvation. It's like, no. Holy Spirit leads you. You don't only have to. Maybe it's something just like saying God loves you. God has grace for you to touch somebody's life. It's not like I have to or else. I always felt like I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna stand before the Jesus of the Father. Yeah. How come you haven't shared me with anybody? It's like, well, it's because now it's different. Now it's coming from the inside. Now it's bubbling up from within me, and it's a big difference from how huge. Yes. So. And it's a joy. Yeah now as opposed to a work or an obligation or a sense of failure because i couldn't evangelize i mean i have i have thoroughly enjoyed my conversations with with each one of you at the various (coughs) times when you'd have questions or i would have questions and we can dialogue i mean i still remember the days linda would come into my office and go what about this and we would dialogue and an hour would go by and it's it's exciting and it's fun and it's still going on and that's the beauty of it is when we're in relationship and see christ in each other we can dialogue as opposed to try to dictate or compel either through guilt or shame a relationship and so it's exciting times i i like talking about god and grace how about the rest of you? What else is going on? Well, I think I've been, uh, like what Bill was saying, I've been set free, a lot freer than uh, if I go back a few years, you know, and I was still stuck in all this. And until uh, I came, until we came here and we heard the message of grace and what kind of visitor in here, you know. And, uh, uh, I'm not ashamed of Jesus anymore. Amen. You know, even even that little job I did for the last few weeks, uh, uh, God opened up doors mm-hmm. to be uh, kind, friendly, loving, not you know, and, and uh, showing that I'm a I, I'm a Christian. That I, I have Jesus, you know, like the song said, and, and uh, uh, it was just so much joy. Believe it or not, yeah, freezing the cold and everything else, but. <laughs> That was just awesome, you know, and uh, and uh, Jeff and I, the, the guy I work for, uh, you know, we have, uh, we're in recovery, so uh, we have our books laying there, and people ask, 
you know, we've prayed with people already. Mm. We've witnessed to people already. <laughs> a lady last year came with her husband's brand new Chevy truck and backed into that great big monster boulder mm-hmm. when she was trying to get back on the, on the little path. And uh, the first thing we did, we, we went over there, she was crying her heart out. Just a young, young gal, you know. And uh, she said, my husband's gonna kill me, my husband just, you know. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so what Jack and I did, we, we calmed her down. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, what we felt in our heart, you know. Why don't you just pray with her? <laughs> yeah. not poor lady but you know what she was going through and she calmed right down she was there to pick up a whole truckload of pumpkins for her uh, figgies pigs okay. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, anyway she did finally come back and she, she thanked us and the whole story she, was, she said it was just so neat that we calmed her down or through prayer and just letting her know that She's going to be okay. Those are just little incidents. You know, Good. With families with little kids. Yeah, they, yeah. They come up to you and, yeah. and we have these little mini pumpkins and little gourds. You give them to them and they're, it's, it's like they, you Christmas gave them a brand new car. Or something. Sure, <laughs> sure. I want to check in with John and Linda. Are you hearing okay or do I need to move that closer? Are you hearing people talk? But anyway, those yeah. are, uh, no, we you know. Okay, hang on a minute. Well, I'm going to move you, okay? I'm going to try to bring you closer. Sorry. See, you're on wheels, so I can do that. All right, let me see if I can turn the volume up. All right, is that better? Can you hear us now? Testing. Testing one. Somebody tested. Doesn't have a mic. Test, test. Can you hear us? Test, test. Is it warm down there? Um, 55 All right. That's too bad. So if if you can't hear, then let me know, and I'll put up a second microphone. If you can't hear others. Okay. So. And I think through all this, our relationship has. I'm more bold to talk to my grandkids. You know, they're all struggling. Sure. My adult kids are struggling. And uh, I don't have that fear like I used to. That's very huge. Did you hear that? (laughs) Linda? Could you hear John just talking? All right, let me... Let me move you one more place. I'm going to put you right under the fireplace. That ought to warm you up. Yeah, but I'll put you right behind me, and that, that way you're closest to everybody. All right, can you still hear? Is that better? Okay, good. So, so you know, John, you just said something that is intriguing because you two, your relationship is changing at least you from your perspective, and feeling closer. You know, I feel the same, Carol and I, Carol is, you know, the last 
few months especially, it seems like something shifted. And it's like, for me, it's more of recognizing the oneness in, as opposed to she's working against me, you know, or she's an enemy, or, or she just doesn't really understand, or, 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 or. And I, I just feel like that if, you know, one of, the, one of the things that God gives us is patience. It's a gift. And if we understand that it pops when, you know, as Bill said, when we're ready, things pop when we're ready. But underneath, there's still something working. And so when I start to get a little frustrated, one of the things that's becoming clear, and I'm hearing Mike Popovich talk about it, is when we begin to get frustrated, there's this, you know, go to the place of gratitude. Go to the place of praise. Because that continues to, to till the soil of our heart, the atmosphere of our, of our being, so that change comes. And we can stifle change for, for a while, but if he's at work developing our relationship, we really can't thwart it forever. And patience is part of this process right now. So I've heard from this side of the room. Anybody on this side of the room want to add anything before I shift gears? Talk loud now. Speak for us, but I speak for It's just this intense desire to see the manifestation of what we already know. We've seen glimpses of it over the years. We didn't really know how to connect it necessarily. But now it's from this point of living from inside and seeing the manifestation of changing our situation, our circumstances, and environment around us yeah. is so huge, and we're seeing things happen. We're realizing in that process how many things that are out there affect us and how many things take us off focus of living from inside. And we get so frustrated with some of those things to the point where you get to a point to just say, okay, I can't change that out here. I can in here. Mm -hmm. I can change that. Um, and that's just, for us, it's just been huge here, here recently. Yeah, it, you know, I remember Greg early in this process of Greg, Greg grabbed hold of and the verse in First John 4 about as he is, so are we in this world. And, and again, like the concept of God changing us from the inside out, it's like, huh? Really? What? You know? But coming to that realization now that that's truth. And then when he says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, you know, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, as we were first unpacking this, it's like, tilt. But God, I don't have this. You know, I don't see that. But then all of a sudden, moving into a place of peace about things, because I truly do have it. I mean, I'm, be I'm beginning to believe that even more and more and more. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's just a matter of it popping at the right moment. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay if I don't physically possess it at the moment, but I know it's going to pop. I know it's going to happen. And I never had that 
Hope BG before Grace. It didn't because I was always waiting for the acts of God to take off my head. Off with his head. So I, I wanted to, to just have this dialogue this morning because sometimes I think we, we, if we don't, we feel like we're on an island. And, you know, I'm the, I'm the sole survivor on an island when we're really not. And it doesn't mean we aren't having struggles. But in the process of these struggles, I read something from Graham Cook the other day. Everything God is doing is about relationship. God is, because God is love, He's relational. So the primary thing of everything going on in our life it will, will enhance that relationship if we allow it to unfold. And, and it, that, was, that was a stunning comment or revelation for me. It's like, so even in the midst of struggle, revelation is still unfolding and relationship is still developing. And I think that's a place where if you become at peace with that, then even more so we see the things that are coming. And peace is something he gives us. But sometimes my mind has to catch up with it. And I'm okay with that. And I'm hoping you're okay with that. If, if you're feeling driven, just remind yourself that in a place of gratitude, in a place of praise, if you're feeling driven, you will be able to relax. You will be able to get to the place of peace. I believe we're all heading into a deeper level of peace. If our culture over the next 12 months becomes more chaotic, we are going to become more at peace. Why? Because grace is going to be what people are, will see. I am convinced, I am convinced in the next 12 months, grace is going to explode because people like us are going to go, what, me worry? I'm not going to worry about this. Washington doesn't control my faith. Impeachment doesn't control my faith. Those are all, those are all almost things now that are becoming comedy acts to me. It's like, okay. Go do what you got to do. And when you no longer can find your own contentment, we'll be here to tell you about grace. And I'm good. I, I think that's exciting. So, yeah, Norman. Okay. <clears throat> About the same time that we started the PG before grace, Don and I used to participate in Don at Don and Kay Hartford's house on Sunday afternoons. And there was a guy there who worked at the sheriff's department, and Don will correct me if I say this wrong. But he made the comment, everything that you believe is probably wrong. We heard that before we even started this grace thing, and it was came true. Mm -hmm. okay, everything that you once knew is no longer what you will now be talking of. And... and I dare say that what we think we know now is probably going to be different than what we know a year from now. You know, I mean, yeah. I think, I just think we're on the cusp, on, on the edge of greater revelation, greater manifestation, greater, I mean, if, if heaven is in you and the glory of God is being expressed, it's got to be coming out of you. And, and there's a day coming when we can't stifle it anymore. 
And we won't care what other people think. I mean, I, who did I hear this from the other day? Somebody was, oh, it might have been Linda. Linda, you're much more bold now, you said, in, uh, in sharing. And, and I think that's awesome. I mean, I just think that's absolutely cool that there's, there's this level of boldness beginning to build. You know, I don't dare say I don't dare share this with so and so because they might they might cut me off of relationship. But you know what? They're going to come back because there's going to be a day coming when number one, the desire of our heart will be fulfilled to be in relationship. But number two, they're gonna they're gonna know that they know intuitively that we're ahead of the curve and we can share and help them. And so I just wanted to. I just want to encourage you guys today. I'm, I might not even get to the text that I wanted. I just wanted to encourage you at this very moment that, I mean, there isn't one person in this room that hasn't been through something in the last 12 to 18 months. I mean, I mean, every single person, and even in Florida, have been through something. But yet, for me, I mean, I, I'll just go back to mid-September, early, three and a half weeks of fighting a bout of pneumonia, Years ago, I would have gone, God, what did I do to cause this? You darn demon, get that out of here, you know? And, and I would have been exhausting myself fighting a demon and resisting going to the doctor because, you know, that's not, you know, I mean, I could hear that old tape. You just don't have enough faith. And I'm going, what? Today, I'm going, what? You know, as I as I sat down contemplating this, I I dialogued with God at the beginning of the of the illness. Thought it was going to be fairly short term, but you know, day eight, day nine, and you're not functioning well. What are you going to do? You go to the doctor, right? Because you got to function. And that doesn't mean there isn't some intervention along the way by God. But that was the first major round of antibiotics I'd taken in 20 years. 20 years since I'd had anything that massive of an antibiotic. And I'm not feeling guilty about it. (laughs) I don't feel like I let God down. I don't feel like I let myself down. Was there a battle at the beginning of the old you with the new you trying to say, you know, oh, I don't need antibiotics, I can do this, I have enough faith? Like, did you feel the old you and the new you? I did not. I did not have that. Three years ago, I probably still would have. But, because I'm looking back at the milestones of, of the last six and a third years, and I'm going, oh, I can see where things have shifted. Looking backwards. Now, you know, it's God is present, future oriented in our lives. He's not past present in a sense of he doesn't dwell in our past. He's in our present and he's in our future, but he redeems our past. And grace has been the way for me the, in, in discovering grace. I've discovered how loved I am. I've discovered how much joy there is in relationship with God and with others. I have discovered that it's a process that even though I might want it to go faster, it's still moving. And when it's completed, 
it's like, whoa. And those are all mindset shifts. Those are all paradigm shifts. Those are all perspective shifts. Perspective, you know, that we've been talking about. And it seems like we repeat ourselves sometimes in what we teach. But I'm also realizing it's the repetition that helps break down. One of those songs talked about him breaking the walls of our past. I mean, I, I, I just have to say it was a perfect set for what I wanted today. He breaking the walls of our past. Who broke the walls? He did. And he does. And he broke through the wall of shame. He's breaking through, continues to, to, to move out the, the, the rubble of shame, the rubble of fear, the rubble of anxiety, whatever it is, he's breaking those walls down. And I'm so happy that I don't have to be the one slinging the sledgehammer. Because that would be works. And frankly, some of those walls, I didn't have the energy to smash down. But he does. We live in this unlimited supply of energy. We live in this unlimited sense of joy and peace that on any given moment we might lose focus of it or lose that sense but it's still there and as we talked about earlier thanksgiving and praise is one way to bring that back i promised myself i was going to keep this fairly short today so carol i do want you to um i want to call up a song and then we're going to build off of this song next week but i want to dialogue a minute so Carol's going to pull up a song. It's Gene Kelly singing in the rain. <laughs> you know, one of the things too, Terry, that you talked about presentations. Anybody listen to this one? No, loud. Oh, you mentioned we we had songs in the past that talked about pulling your future into the now, mm -hmm. uh, and you kind of intuitively knew, yeah, that's okay. But when you realize that everything is possibility. That you can actually, when you can see your future in the now, then time and space collapse, and it happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But when you realize everything's possibility, it changes your attitude about everything. Yes. It's just, mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Yeah. Now, as you watch this song, I want you to pay attention to the umbrella, as well as everything else. And I'm gonna, we're gonna come back and dialogue on it. John, and I'm gonna move you a little bit more so you can see the screen and hear better for the song. And then we'll come back together. Okay, Carol, hit it. And the sun is shining all over the place. Feel and I'm happy again. 
I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place. Come on with the rain, I've a smile on my face. I'll walk down the lane with a happy refrain. Just singing, singing in the rain. Dancing in the rain. I'm singing and dancing in the Interesting clip, interesting song, interesting video. Couple things. If rain represents spiritually the Holy Spirit and is outpouring on us, how many of us dance like that in the presence of the Spirit of God? When we are struggling, we need to dance. We need to rejoice. We need to praise. Did that not give you an elevated emotion of feeling good today? And what happened when the cop showed up? The law showed up. <gasps> but there's a day coming, and I believe we are there now, 
Well, we don't care if the law shows up anymore because we're not controlled by that. What did he do with the umbrella at that point? Passed it on. And you know, the only time that he, the umbrella deflected the rain was when he put it up. Most of the time he was dancing and having fun and wasn't having the umbrella deflect the rain. Legalism, religion are like an umbrella. They deflect the rain. The lawman. The apostles. The third wave apostolic. The hardcore pastor. You follow my vision. That deflects the rain. Because that's not the role of an apostle. The role of an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist is not to get you to buy into our vision, but it's to awaken your vision. I want to see you all dancing like that. I want to see each one of us feel the freedom, especially when we're here together, to be able to do that. I'm expecting and anticipating those things pop. I'm expecting and anticipating the glory of God to manifest in healing, in restoration. And I'm expecting that no matter where you go and everywhere you go, it's popping through you, in you and through you. I am excited. I saw this. What triggered this is, and I never got to the verse, but we probably will next week. You know, God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. It's in Matthew 5. And when he was speaking that, he was speaking to an old covenant group of people. And I got to do it. Hang on. I just got to go there. I promise I'll shut up soon. Matthew 5, verse 20, starts in verse 22. Sorry, verse 43. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect as Heavenly Father is perfect. And there's a few things about that. Greg, Greg has taught us in the past about when, when you've heard it said, but I say, he's, what's he doing? He's shifting perspective. And he's saying, I've caused the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. I caused the Holy Spirit to fall on the just and the unjust. Look at this tail end of this picture here. The cop is so protected in his raincoat, in his rain gear, it's going to be difficult to penetrate. Right? But if we are truly believers in grace, then I caused the rain to fall on the just and the unjust we have to embrace. Because that means there's no them and us. And I'm, just, I'm excited. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but I am really excited and stoked at the moment. 
And so I want to move into a time of communion, but I would just like, like to just encourage you and let yourselves feel the rain when we're in communion today. Feel yourself dancing just as Gene Kelly was dancing. Go find a puddle and play in it. Carol will tell you when I see a mud puddle and I'm driving down the road, I love to splash through the puddles. I just do. Yes, with my car. I love to shoot the spray of the water up. So, and I justify it by saying I'm just doing my part to help it dissipate. No, no, actually I do it because I like to. It's fun. So we're going to do communion.